the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 111. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And that's Brandon. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Did you were supposed to introduce him, Sean? Oh, and we have our guest on, Brandon. Yes. Do we love it? Do we love it? Awesome. We have a guest, everybody. Um, And so now, since we have to get half of the episodes with guests this year, um, or for the next 100 episodes, we've got to have a lot of guests. So if you want to be a guest, let us know. There we go. Cool. Uh, So Brandon is a friend of mine from high school. Uh, Man, how long have we known each other? Since kindergarten? Uh, I think I moved to Altoona in fifth grade. Okay. So, in fifth grade, Brandon and I have known each other. Uh, we played... We were in band together. That was mm-hmm. the main thing. And we always played Pokemon at showboard competitions as well. We had a lot of free time. We did have a lot of free time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. What, um, what's new today, Sam? What is new today... I don't know. Work's been really boring for me. I literally, it's been really pleasant. I haven't had people complaining to me, like, always. And people have been just doing their jobs, and I haven't had to manage anyone. So it's kind of cool. Maybe you don't have to manage people because you did a good job managing them beforehand. That's what they told me today. Today we had our bi-weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. So in order for me, Brandon, I don't think we've talked about my current job ever. But uh, my manager quit. So then I'm on this one-month manager training thing, and I'm told I'm supposed to have bi-weekly meetings, but my team is probably the most productive team in the whole company. Uh, so, yeah. I'm telling Brock. Go for it. Okay. But we've had our third meeting already, and literally I was like, I have nothing to tell any of you. And so they're really happy. That's cool. But I told them they do a great job. I don't tell them how to do anything. And they told me I was a great manager, so it made me feel better. Good job. Proud of you. Yep. So that's my world. Nice. How about you, Sean? What's new with me? Um, Working on a property in Black River. Turns out it really sucks driving an hour each way. And that makes the days a lot longer. And you don't want to just be like, oh, I can be done at like four today. You're like, oh shit, I drove an hour down here, so I don't want to waste my time, so I should be here till five at least. You know, so then you don't get home till six, and then you got to do shit when you get home. Just kind of a shit show. Um, so we're looking at another property down in that area to buy, right? Which makes sense. Um, so that, I guess, is kind of new in my land. I like it. Yeah. Brandon, what's new with you? Uh, currently on a little vacation, uh, honeymoon slash. Wisconsin vacation. So honeymoon's done. Now it's the tail end of the vacation. Nice. Very cool. What did you guys do for the honeymoon? I went to Kohler, Wisconsin. Did the Kohler Resorts. Okay. Um, Had a lot of spa things for the ladies. Nice. I did Whistling Straits, which was fun and challenging. Okay. Uh, I got a par on hole 10, so that's my claim to fame for Whistling Straits now. (laughs) Little achievement. That's awesome. Uh, But yeah, that was fun. Kind of wrapping up the vacation. Have to go back to work on uh, Monday. So. Oh, that's lame. Are you excited? It's been nice to be off, but it'd be fun to get back and back back to the you know grindstone. So. Love it. <laughs> Love it. No, I, yeah, I understand that. It's uh, it's fun to have off, but it's fun to uh, to do some productive stuff. And Mimi is adventurous as all, like always during our podcasts, especially with guests. Okay. Brandon, you live in Nashville. Yep. So what is the coolest thing about Nashville? Uh, probably the coolest thing is being in a, a large city and having that opportunity to have a nightlife if you want. But also, there's a lot of nice small outside communities like Cool Springs, Brentwood, Franklin, where you can kind of get out and have a small hometown feel, kind of like where we're from back in Altoona. Uh, obviously, Franklin's much bigger than Altoona, but when you're walking downtown, it kind of has a nice homey vibe to it. That's cool. What's um? What's like the population of right. Nashville and surrounding? You know, I'll look it up. Uh, no, I need the Google machine for that one. Sam, Sam's got <laughs> I, I like to see that, right? Um, you want the metropolitan, right? Yeah, the metropolitan of it. 
<clears throat> just because like the metropolitan around Eau Claire is around a hundred thousand, and then you go over to like Green Bay, holy fuck! <laughs> the metropolitan population is one million nine hundred eighty nine. What the fuck, dude? That's what's insane. what's uh, Appleton? <clears throat> do 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 Appleton. Yeah. Yeah. This is how we like to compare, like how big areas are. <laughs> Just because... I like to do, like, Eau Claire to Appleton, and, like, Appleton, Green Bay, Wausau. Uh, so, 236,000 is the metropolitan for Appleton. Cause that, does that include Green Bay and shit? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, well, let's see. What is Green Bay's metropolitan, then? Da, da, da. Brandon, this is how our talk episodes go. 320,000. Okay, so they got, like, five... Like a six hundred six hundred thousand people over there. Yeah. What's Eau Claire? Eau Claire's like barely over a hundred, I think it's like one thirty. Um Eau Claire Metropolitan. One sixty one. Alright, so let's put this into perspective. Nashville Metropolitan is a lot fucking bigger. <laughs> By like over like ten X. Yeah. I think what wasn't the Twin Cities like isn't the Twin Cities four million or something? Is it, is it really that much? Yeah, we've looked that one up multiple times. Because I think it counts both the... St. Paul and yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. So anyways, the whole reason I care about this, Brandon, 3.4 million. Holy man. Hmm. So I mostly do like real estate flipping and investing. And depending on your metropolitan area and the amount of people, depends on the amount of houses, right? And so... With 161,000 people, the pool we have for apartments and housing is small compared to Appleton Green Bay with like essentially four times or three times the amount of population, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if we figure Nashville being 11 times the size, 12 times the size, do the amount of houses and opportunity you have there would be absurd. But think, like, how far is it to drive from, like, the west and, like, the farthest west city that you would still call Nashville to, like, the farthest east? Does that make sense? The farthest west would be Bellevue. And I lived there <clears throat> for well, seven or eight years when I oh, first wow. moved. And uh, my drive into work, I worked in downtown Nashville on 8th Avenue South. And it was 16 or 17 miles. Okay. Oh, wow. that's, and it was all interstate. It was on 40, uh, 440 and 65 South. Um, I mean, it would be a solid half hour yeah. to do that 15, 16 mile right. drive. So, it, so it's like an hour if you want to go all the way across. Yeah. Yeah. It has a pretty good reach. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's significant compared to... What do they consider? Do they? I don't think Menominee is Menominee in that figure. Uh, I don't know. Menominee's half an hour drive. I wouldn't even think so. No, I wouldn't think so either. Damn. Yeah. No, that's cool. But I mean, the cities, dude. The cities is like fucking an hour easily from side to side. Yeah. Well, yeah. Easy. Depending on where you are, because like just yeah. wasn't it between John and Andrew's house that it took us like half an hour? Yeah. So this is how it goes. Eau Claire. Pretty much anywhere you're at in Eau Claire, it just takes 10 minutes to get anywhere. Unless if you're on the west side. Yeah. The west side, like where Ferry Street is. Yeah. Because that takes 20 minutes to get there from our house. Yeah, house. that's true. So scratch that place. Everywhere else is just 10 minutes. Like yeah. you go to The cities is like 30 minutes anytime you want to go do anything. Is Nashville similar to that? It very much so. Yeah. If you want to go to Target, eh, half hour drive. For some reason, no matter what the distance is, everything seems to be a half hour. Yeah. Because you'll hit some kind of traffic that came out of nowhere, and you're just sitting at a couple lights, half hour. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not... It makes it easy to plan. Always bank a half hour travel time, and then you'll be safe. <laughs> That's cool. Dang. Uh, Sean and I, I've gone to Nashville twice. Sean's gone once. Who no. I like it there a lot. We went for Brandon's wedding. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Just a little something. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's why we were there. And then it was actually the first time I was there is how Brandon and I really reconnected again. Uh, I went for our friend Eva's uh, bachelorette party. 
and I posted a Snapchat story, I think, and you're like, yep. hey, like, I still live here, and I was like, oh, shit, I should go see Brandon. <laughs> I saw you in some posts, you were downtown doing the, what was it, you had the tractors, riding on the tractors, drinking on Broadway, Yeah. doing oh, that, the, yeah. The, the whole Bachelorette scene on Lower Broadway, and I was like, well, if you're on Broadway, we're just down 8th South, that's like a mile, maybe? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, swing by. Yeah. That's See, pretty cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely did all the, or we did all the touristy things of going to Lower Broadway, which you said uh, is not your cup of tea anymore. Man, it's fun. When I first moved there, I was 20, turned 21. My night out was Lower Broadway doing the, the hockey talks. Yeah. Uh, the first two years, three years, it was fun. Uh, had a friend Dave, Dave Creasel, he's from Rylander. He moved down, started working at the same guitar shop I was at, and uh, his wife hadn't moved down yet, so we'd go out together. Sure. Hit up some bars at night, do that whole scene. Uh, but once, once you do it for two, three years, you're like, okay, starts to get routine. Yep. And then it starts to get old. And then you turn into an old man, and you're like, this is annoying. I'm sick of all the, the loud people and the, the bachelorette parties. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, there's just constant streaming bachelorette parties. Nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, we. I guess good pickings, though, right? Yeah. For what people would say, I, I would. Well, because we, <laughs> when I was that. there for the bachelor party, we met a couple groups of uh, bachelor parties, and all of them said that they only went to Nashville because I heard it was like the bachelorette party, like hotspot. I'm gonna be honest with you, fucking those guys are smart. Oh yeah, they were geniuses. Yeah, super smart. Yeah. Yeah. So we, because like. There was only four of us, so we hung out with this like group of like fourteen guys for a little while. Mm-hmm. They were insane. One guy found some girl in the bar and disappeared. Damn, not surprised. Sounds rowdy. It was about, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, we Sean and I we found the one rock band that was on Lower Broadway. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Is it like all country typically? The main. Broadway strip is all country. Okay. Uh, once you start getting off on the like like second Ave, you start sure. shooting off different shoots. You can get some. Uh, there's, there's a nice rock club down there. There's okay. a lot. There's some jazz, some really good jazz rooms. Uh, but yeah, the main Broadway strip they like to keep it. It's <clears throat> very much um, catering to the tourists and yeah. the tourist money. <laughs> that makes yep. sense. So yeah, we found the one bar that had a rock band playing. I it was we, so fun. Because they definitely had a country band on before them, didn't they? Yeah, there was a country band before them, then they came on, and the dude, people just went wild. Mm-hmm. People were so freaking happy they were there. Um, yeah, that was super fun. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. I love Nashville. I want to go back again. Yeah, once you're there once, you see uh, yeah, the main Broadway strip, that's fun. But then you start talking to people and you learn about Demumbrian. Oh, yeah, go check out Demumbrian next. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's kind of a college kid area. They got what I would consider to be high school, college, our age, high school and college kind of like dance music. Oh, so I feel like sure. you know, little John, little Wayne, yeah, you know, the, the yeah. classic booty bumpers. Yeah, and then yeah, you go to Mumbry and you can kind of get crunk, you know. That's kind of get away from the country a little bit. Yeah, um, there's Midtown. Midtown's fun. Same thing in Midtown. You can get you know a little more jiggy with it. You know? Sure. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that kind of sounds fun, Sam. Maybe we need to do that next time. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely a lot to explore. Do I go listen to some Blow John? Blow <laughs> John. Dude. Yeah, because we didn't actually get to go do very much when we were there. Because I think we arrived, we had a free day, and then it was Brandon's wedding. And then another free day, right? And then we had a back. Maybe. Oh, we there for like We did a lot days. of like driving around the countryside of Franklin and like saw all these giant ass mansions. Dude, that shit's wild. Yeah, we did well, a lot of that. Yeah. I like doing that, dude. There's so many. Damn mansions. Ridiculous. Um, whenever, for reference, Brandon, whenever Sean and I go anywhere, we always rent a car and we just drive. Like, we have no objective. We just like to drive, especially in the countryside, and, like, we try to find big, fancy houses. Um, I think we've done that almost everywhere we've gone. Yeah, I remember Milwaukee had some real cool shit. Yeah, Milwaukee has some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Not as cool as Nashville, though. No. 
We got that country music star money. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, seriously, no, they have like full on ranches out there. Oh, yeah. It was wild. Um, when Cheryl, we went to Gainesville, we did it there too. Cheryl Crow actually has longhorns on her property. Damn. They go up to the road. So yeah, they go they go full out with the, the southern country ranch theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dang. That's really cool. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those mansions were like big they country stars. They most certainly were. Yeah. There's I don't know who else would be living in ten million dollar mansions plus. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's crazy. Maybe the producers? I don't know. True. Yeah. Um South Carolina. We did that in South Carolina too. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do it everywhere we go. Oh, I love that. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It's just cool to see, like, the different uh, mansions, the styles, the areas, um, and get an idea of, like, where the wealth is. Do you know the one place we've gone to that doesn't have very many mansions is? Eau Claire. No. Okay. Hawaii. Hawaii? I mean, but the, well, where we were at. Because what they said is a lot of the mansions were on the opposite side. Oh, not Maui. Oh, Oahu? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really see a whole lot in Oahu, and we drove around, like, the whole island. I think almost three quarters of the island we went around. Yeah. Um, the ol- the biggest one was, PJ told us, was supposed to be Obama's, like, future residence or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but it, that still wasn't even, like, a mansion mansion. Well, it was a mansion, but it wasn't, like, some other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe because it's, like... They don't have as much land there to develop into a big mansion. That's true. Oahu was very more like mountainside. Yep. Because it literally was like mountain water. Oh. Like there was a tiny bit of flat land that wherever there was flatness, there was houses pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or if the material cost just for like stone and more expensive materials, if that would. Bro, if you important important wooden shit, I just got to be. Asinine, right? Why do you yeah. have to import wood when they have like forests right there? Well, then they'd have to have mills there, and they'd have to produce that level. I don't see it being a reality on a small small island like that. I guess, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I don't know how they could produce it for that cheap over there. Probably the deforestation too. They want to try to keep as yeah. much. Yeah, they would have possible. to knock out most of the damn forest there. I would think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's neat. It is neat. What else about Nashville do you got, Sean? I got nothing about Nashville. All right, Brandon, tell us what brought you to Nashville. I think this is interesting. <clears throat> Wait, what? What'd you just say? Brandon, what what, what brought Brandon to Nashville? Brought Brandon to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard, like, broaching to Nashville. And I was like, what? Interesting. Were you following me? I, I was on, yeah. I was, was good. I was good. Right, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you two are on the same page. <laughs> So, after high school, we're going to go on the time machine back uh-huh. to 2011. Mm. God, I feel old now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, 11 uh, years ago. Yeah. I went to a school in Red Wing, Minnesota, called Minnesota State Southeast Technical. Nice, big, long name for a nice. small, small school. That's a huge name. <laughs> and they have a program, a Luthery program. Okay. For guitar building and repair, it's a one year, and then the second year is guitar production development. So I did the first year of building repair. You go there, you learn all the woodworking tool skills. So you start out with intro to tools. Okay. You have to buy a block plane, chisels, scrapers, I mean everything, all the different sliding T-bevels, all this stuff. And you have to learn how to use it, which is great. Yes, yeah. for someone like me. I just played guitar. I did classical guitar in high school and competed with it. Sure. So as far as repairing or building, I will start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So my woodworking skills were zero. Yep. <laughs> so intro to tools was interesting. Uh, you learn how to you know hone the chisels, get your block plane, all flat, flat, straight, and square. That's that's the the phrase, flat, straight, and square. Okay. So learn that, and then moves into the the second semester where you start building. So you take all those skills. From the first semester of yeah. learning the tools and then doing some minor repairs, and you start building. So I built a triple O style body acoustic uh, out of Adirondack spruce for the top and Mexican coca boa for the back and sides, uh, Honduran mahogany neck, and ebony for the fretboard and bridge. 
It's a lot of different exotic woods. Yeah. Uh, everything in guitar really comes down to exotic woods. Okay. Which is a whole nother that's a whole other conversation. Sure, sure. Being exposed to those things. Not great for your lungs and your skin and your health, but ah. it was very fun. I enjoyed it. And I decided, well, we'll go through and do the second year of production sure. development. And in that first semester you learn C and C work. So that you can take that from guitars. You can go to any facet of industry with that. Absolutely. Because um, you learn how to use Rhino. We did back then it was Rhino 4.0, and now it could be who knows what number. Sure. But you learn the, the drafting program, and then we take that point to the system called Techno, and that's what goes on to the actual CNC for cutting. Sure. Um, so in the second year, I did an arch top mandolin, A style mandolin, and then I built for my master project. I did the body on the CNC, I did the neck by hand, so I did a little hybrid, so I did both skills. Sure. Um, I did a Les Paul, Gibson Les Paul custom cologne, and it was spot on. <laughs> Everybody was like, I, they couldn't, but instructors couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, I measured, calipered everything, dialed it in, and that was really cool to build that guitar. It was my dream guitar that I, I didn't have the money to buy. I couldn't spend, you know, 4500 bucks in high school on a sure. guitar, so built that. That's and cool. that's when I learned about a place called Groon Guitars down in Nashville, Tennessee, okay. which was a vintage shop. And they did a lot of high-end vintage sales and also repair and restoration work. Mm-hmm. So I went and contacted them after the first year, got in touch. And after the second year, I flew down a second time and I brought the Les Paul that I built sure. with me as kind of like proof of work. So you could see the fret work, see how I you know, joined everything and, yep. and how tight the work was essentially. Uh, they were impressed by it. Nice. And that was in the spring of 2013. I saw them, came back to Eau Claire, said, we'll keep in touch. And in that fall, they were moving shops from Lower Broadway to 8th South, which mm-hmm. is probably a mile off. And uh, went back down again. I did a week there. They do a week trial. So they don't just submit a resume and, you know, you have to go there and work on guitars for a week. Sure. And they say, okay, if you perform well and your work is tight, then we'll offer you the position. Damn. Um, well, they kind of hired me off of that standard base because they said, well, you know you're coming off the course, the schoolwork. Right. But we like what we see so far, and we're going to get you on a, on a ground level kind of thing. Mm. <clears throat> so I accepted that position in October of 2013. Okay. Moved in November, moved everything down November 2013, and worked there for seven years until Jeez. the pandemic hit. Yeah. Was, so, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a fun ride, um, but a lot of stuff changed in 2020, and unfortunately that changed too. Damn. That's cool, though. So, building guitars. Do you get to name drop any cool people you got to build or fix guitars for? So, being at Groon, we did all vintage restorations and yep. repairs. So, I worked on vintage Gibsons from the 50s, 60s. I did Burst. I did 1960 Burst. Um, there were a lot of country music stars who came sure. through. Uh, I mean, I, I did a lot of work for Hunter Hayes when he was doing his big touring Oh, stuff. that's pretty cool. Um, I did some stuff. I don't know how much I want to dive into it. Sure. No, that's okay. <laughs> there was a, a female country music singer who was pretty big. Yeah. The TTS. Sure, sure. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked on her stuff. Um, a lot of different guys, a lot of different country guys came through. That's pretty cool. But it was fun to meet them. A lot of them were, were really down to earth. They're appreciative, you know, of what you, what you, what you do for them, the yeah. quality work. Easy to talk to. You kind of talk, you know, talk shop a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they know you're not there to, to kiss their butt or nothing. You're there to do the work, present them the right. work, and make sure they're happy. So it's a, it's a nice way to meet meet people who otherwise you'd be at a meet and greet. And everybody's like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. And, right. You know, yep. yeah. So a little more on a, a work respect level, which was a very nice side to meet them on. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Personal level like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I like to hear that. That's cool. Yeah, Sean, because um, when I went to visit Brendan – he brought me there, and so I got to go see all the guitars that were on the floor. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's impressive, like, the craftsmanship that goes into it, that's for sure. It was it was kind of fun, too, working there. When people bring guitars in and sort of buy them, 
As an employee, you can have first dibs if you would like to purchase something that is in need of repair, and you can fix it for yourself on your time. So I've owned some, regretfully, I've sold a lot of them, but I've owned some very nice vintage pieces, some 40s Gibsons, 50s Gibson acoustics, um, had a 69 Lost Paul custom, just plethora of a few early 70s Fender P bases and that that probably was a very very nice cherry on the top. Yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. That's a good bonus. Yes, that's a really good bonus thing. So, do you still work on guitars? I do not. Okay. Uh, I've had some guys call me and they're like, "Hey, man, can we uh, you know, set up some times to come by and drop some stuff off?" Sure. I still have a buddy that has a shop at his place, so I could if I wanted to. Yeah. But I've sold uh, some tools off. To some friends that I work with, just because I'm like, I've moved on to something different. I'm not sure. really going to be doing on a, a high professional level yep. anymore. Um, but it was fun. It was fun when I did it. But now yeah. it's a new chapter, you know. I so you I know. still have the skills. Yeah. I just don't have the full passion and desire to be yeah. morning, noon, night kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you said you put in like long hours doing that, didn't you? Six days a week. Yeah. Either you're working on the shop or you're working on your own time. You yeah. Know? That's crazy. Damn. That's a cool skill, though. It's a unique skill. Yes. A lot of people got skills. That's a very unique skill. And it's made me a very detail-orientated person, uh-huh. which is good. But all, that can also be a flaw. Um, yeah. Because like when you're looking at homes and construction, yeah, things need to be done in code, but they don't need to be whistling right. tight. Dude, so for yeah. me, I see things and I'm like, ah, oh, that would never fly in my world, you know. But you gotta, you gotta learn what's acceptable and you know when you need to step in and say, okay, we gotta fix this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, dude, that would be tough because yeah, dude, you, you talk about home building, fixing homes, shit like that. They'll fucking take a dude who applied with no construction experience and they'll put him on the job tomorrow. Teach yeah. him what a square is, how to read a tape measure, how to fucking use the chop saw, skill saw, whatever. Dude, they're working the next day on a, on a $250,000 plus house the next day. Detect a guy who hired a painter and they're painting a million dollar home. Sure. The guy starts the next day. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I would be like, as, as like an owner, I would panic having you know painting a million dollar home and hiring joe blow off the street to help me oh my gosh anyways go ahead um one thing we heard too actually was uh remodelers are more uh detail oriented than like new home builders yeah yep um which makes sense like if you compare it to guitars right like fixing a guitar that's already made and created you have to be way more picky about like how to fix it and to like make it look perfect Compared to, like, building a new one, you're like, oh, it can have an imperfection. Like, no one's going to know. Yeah, building new, I mean, they still got to be tight. But right. you can, there's some major acoustic builders that get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it comes out, you know, five years later, warranty repair work. <laughs> Damn. So, yes, you can get away with more. If you have an a, electric that you're building and the top is kind of fun, you can do a solid color. You can do a flake. You can uh, kind of cover it up kind yeah, of thing yeah. with vintage repairs it's a whole nother ballpark because you're going back on you know a martin from 1945 uh-huh. and if it's got a top crack you gotta get that put back together but at the same time how much dirt's been on the top how much of that junk has been worked into that crack and how long it's been open because all that comes in the factor of okay i gotta get back together but if there's junk and dirt and debris in there is you're gonna see it you're going to see uh-huh. it, that right, crack. So you, the best thing is to have a fresh, clean break. You can get in, get it pushed back together nicely, and then don't touch it. You uh-huh. want no dirt in there. So the, the vintage repair Damn. techniques, you got to come from a whole nother ballpark than just even modern-day repairs. Because modern-day repairs and building, you can get away with a lot more yeah. than vintage. Shit, dude, that's wild. I never even thought about dirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Finger grime, all those oils they get yeah. down in there. They'll yeah. they'll color the spruce if the crack is open, then you try to glue it back together and you'll you'll have a, a line forever. Dang. Whoa. That's impressive. Is there a way to like sand that out and piece in, like laminate in? You can do a splice, 
but when it comes to vintage, especially high-end vintage, less is more. So you sure. want to do the most minimal, non-invasive, least invasive things as possible. Yeah. So if you don't have to do something like a splice or adding wood or sand, you never, yeah. I mean, sanding is the devil. If sure. you sand through an original finish, ooh. <laughs> you're in the doghouse. That's, right. that's money. You're sanding money off the guitar, essentially. Interesting. Okay. Um, so like a refinished vintage guitar? Yeah. Half the price, at least half the price. Really? I mean, value just flies out the window. Wow. You want all original, untouched. You, know, you don't want modifications done to it. You want it clean and original. Holy man. That's wild. That's It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like cars, you know. I mean, if you got a show car, um, but this it that'd be like having the original oil filter on the vintage car. I mean, they get so crazy in the guitars. You want the original nut, if possible, not what? always, not always possible on the head headstock of the guitar. You want the original nut saddle. Um, sometimes for playability, it's not possible, but for some collectors, they really want everything on it, spot on from the factory. Could you imagine wow. that with cars? I don't. There's a couple out there that have been stored in like that never came out of the crates. You know that could be that, but it's so not realistic for a car because it takes up so much space and mm-hmm. moving it and transportation. And I guess sit, I I feel like you could. I mean, it'd be so easy to put a guitar in like essentially a humidor or like a climate control climate control you really watch it yeah. yeah a car you know you got mice you got shit that's gonna rot yeah. you know the the climate control on a car is way more difficult and you could put it in climate control what if a mouse gets in there right you know compared to <clears throat> climate control put a guitar in a case or whatever Did yeah you see a guy brought his guitar collection to rock fest this year it was like in a trailer like as big as your work trailer I don't know Ooh. if that's smart. Is that smart? No, I, mean, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do Not that. Not with all those people. Like, that, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was so, it like a vendor or what was he doing? I don't know. I just I saw that it like was that. some guy brought his guitar collection. And it was, I mean, it was it was a lot of guitars. And I was like, damn, that's impressive. That's risky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even you're like taking that on the elements and shit. I'm not about that. Even like bringing them in the trailer. Because all I kept thinking was, like, because they were mounted on the walls. And I was like, yeah, what if they fell off? I mean, I'm sure he strapped them down more, but. So. I don't give a shit, dude. I would be so panicked. That's scary. Mm-hmm. I guess if you have them all insured and stuff, but still, like, I don't know. Falls right. off the wall, breaks the headstock. <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. I, I'd probably pass on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I think, like, collecting stuff is really cool. And, like, collecting cars is cool. But do people play those guitars? Or is it, like, only to, like, hang up? So there will be, obviously, the big-time country guys. They'll buy the pre-war Martins and... Sure. They'd be spending the thirty, forty, fifty thousand on a guitar. Yeah. And then they would have us kind of do a few things on it to make the playability uh-huh. optimized. So we'd do the setup, maybe need a new nut, new saddle. Uh, but then they keep the originals in the case. Yeah. So they always got them. Because um, you can always kind of put them back on if you want for the looks. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, typically, unless you got big, big bucks. Yeah. You're just going to kind of collect them. There's yeah. a lot of guys that just buy guitars because they like the looks of them and they can't even play. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of guys that can play a little bit, that buy them for the looks, and they kind of noodle a little bit. So really, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just sure. whatever floats your boat and whatever you got for means, yeah. you can make it happen. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Weird. Different it's, world, dude. I love is, that shit. Sean and I have talked like quite a bit about other forms of investments. Uh, so obviously, Sean does real estate. Um, Brandon, you actually haven't seen upstairs. I have a ginormous Lego collection. Um, that's one of my big investments that I have. Um, Everything's fucking Lego. Hey, Lego, vintage Legos are, that, that's pretty good. I know. <laughs> I don't have too many old ones. I do have a lot more current ones, but. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, in 20 years, they'll be old. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a lot of, uh, some of the sets I buy, like, 
within a year of them retiring, they increase value by like 10%. So, uh, no, dude, there's some that do like 100%. Some, uh, yeah. I guess there probably are some that I have at work in that collection. Yeah. I have part of my Lego collections at work as well. <laughs> I, I started dabbling in Legos a little bit, the new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be curious to see what you have. Oh, yeah. Do a little comparison. Yeah, quite a bit of it's hidden right now just because uh, Sean's dad's coming to stay with us uh, for a week. Yeah. So I kind of hid some of them to make it not look like I'm so much of a hoarder <laughs> um, and a child. At one time, Brandon, Sam, and I were on a, a minimalist kick, and it was going pretty good. We were getting rid of a lot of shit, and then... We just kind of relaxed on it a little bit, right? And Sam started bringing home, like, Lego set after Lego set after Lego set. And I'm like, this is not what we call minimizing. <laughs> like, this isn't, it isn't that. And it's just gotten exponentially worse since then. So my work, um, we sell stuff on Amazon and eBay. And right now, actually, it's it's stopped now. But last Christmas, we started getting a lot of... Uh, uh, things with toys in it and so we were getting a lot of lego sets so we were getting all these lego sets that i didn't have and then i wanted sean to get into it so i've been getting sean car legos because sean's a really big car fan um so yeah i i think i only have like 10 sets left at work i need to buy it need need to buy need. That, that's the key word Oh, did you hear that, Sean? I heard that, Brandon. I Only ten left. I need. Yeah. Goodbye. I know I want. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She's so. gonna die without those. <laughs> I might. You. Did, yeah. How do we know? Yeah. Well, I guess we won't know until we buy them, right? Yep. Then we'll find out. Then we'll find yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And if she lives, then so you needed it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's really it. Got it. Got a little hand for a little bit. Um, we stopped getting toy pallets in though, so I haven't been buying so many random ones. Good job, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Um, there are a lot of new Harry Potter ones out though that I really, I want to get. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my big obsession is Legos. I still do have the good old Pokemon cards too as well. Gems. Wow. Pokemon God, yeah. cards. Love it. So, Brandon, Pokemon cards. Oh, God. <laughs> when when did you start collecting Pokemon cards? Well, as everyone did as a child. Yep. You know, we yep. go back to second grade. Love it. Playground. Is that late 90s, early 2000s? Okay. Of course, you have to have a dealer. It's always a friend. Yes. So, I remember my friend uh, gave me some cards from the jungle set. Ooh. And I was like, oh, these are cool. Put them in my wallet. And yeah. my wallet went in the washing machine. So then I had very crinkly Pokemon cards after that. Yeah. Nice. But that was enough to get me hooked. And then uh, I had to go buy more. Mm-hmm. It's never really stopped. <laughs> have you gotten rid of, like, your cards from when you were younger? Or have you kept yeah, them? Yeah, no. Um, so, like, we do garage sales every summer when mm-hmm. I was a kid. We go to Winona, Minnesota, to my aunt's. And I love the garage sales because I'd take all my cards, yep. put out stuff that's worth a lot, you'd sell them, sure. and then I'd buy a new Game Boy. Nice. So looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have had some of those good cards back. Cause 100%. I had, back in 2005 through 2007, they had some like EX era with gold stars. I had a gold star Gyarados. Okay. Sold for 40 bucks. Yeah. Now, you know, if you got a PSA 10 nowadays, they're, you know, I don't know, 8000 plus dollars or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is... It's just awesome. insane. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple I kept. Sure. It was probably for like 2009, just some really good ones that sure. I still have, but I don't have the majority of them. Yeah. Did, so, as far as collecting, do you collect mostly from like the original release of them? Or do you collect newer stuff now? So, I started getting back into it, I guess I'll say seriously. Sure. As an adult. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's 2016, whenever that Pokemon Go came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. The first release, and they had XY Evolutions Pokemon set, which is a reprint, circuit, whatever, as close to a reprint sure. as the base set. 
I was like, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm an adult. I can go buy Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. It's not stupid. I don't, you know, nobody's going to judge me. Adults can do whatever they want. So I went out and bought a couple booster boxes, you know, 36 packs of box, cracked those. And my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, Allie, she's like, oh, those are kind of cool. I remember those. And she likes horses. So she saw the ponytail and was like, oh, I had ponytail. So she, thank God, was supportive. So that's kind of what regenerated the bug. Sure. Was getting back in there. And then I started buying immediately the old stuff. So I bought a couple first edition fossil boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a Fire Red Leaf Green Booster Box, a Neo Destiny. Uh, I got an original base box back when they were like $2,000 a box. Sure. Nowadays, you know, that's, I wish they were that price today. But Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started out there with those things. And then nowadays, like today, I try to get some older stuff, but it's so expensive, it's more fun to buy a little newer, some of the newer releases, which are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, we also have been getting... Getting Pokemon cards at my work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, she came home with like a fucking, you know those like bins? Like mm-hmm. those totes? She came home with one of them, like a third filled. With just fucking booster packs, right? Is that what they are? The individual booster packs? Ooh. Or what are they? Is that what they are, right? Am I right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, yeah, like a third full of a fucking bin. And I'm like, Man. Sam, what is going on right here? Cardboard gold right yeah. there. That's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get a really good price on them from work. Yeah. So I have been hoarding them. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, by like just one of the cards you pulled out, you made your money back on the whole fucking little bin you bought. Yeah. Which wasn't a little bin. Yeah. So... I, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I got one of the secret rares. The I don't know which one it was. I have it upstairs in the sleeve. I don't know. It's my prized possession now. Yeah, oh, so oh, like paper sleeve. That's good. Um, yeah, sleeves. Sleeves. Yep. Sleeves yeah. are yeah. the ticket. <laughs> when do you got to put them in climate control? I mean, if we if we ever get it graded, then I, they put them in these really nice uh, cards. Yeah. yeah. You do a PSA or Beckett or CGC. They'll encapsulate them. They yeah. grade them. Yeah. Uh, once you get to the level of having multiple safe deposit boxes, then you know you're kind of in deep. And you're yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> I love that. How many do you have, Brandon? A couple. Couple. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they have the ten by tens at the banks. Yeah. A couple of those, you know. I freaking love that. Man. I do, do you get that. a lot of yours graded? It depends. Um, sometimes I grade just modern stuff to resell. Sure. Just to, you know, keep me back, money back into the collection. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, I'll try not to do that too much. Yeah. Is there a place right in Nashville that does that? No, uh, PSA is in California, so you have to send out, you got to oh, ship okay. it out PSA. Yeah. There's a place in Florida, I think over around Jacksonville area. Sure. So that's CGC, and then Beckett is in Texas. Okay. So you got to ship them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure if, like, local people could do it or not. There are some services, like Middleman. Yeah. Services that do it. I used one for a while, but they uh, they quit. They shut down. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seth. Yeah. So you know, I've I've uh, got a couple of the uh, trainer boxes right now. My favorite collection so far, or recently. Sorry, she's snoring so loudly. Um, my favorite collection right now is the Evie. Um, oh, why can't I think of the name now? Why can't I think of it? I don't know, Brandon. No, it's the Eevee one. Um, Evolving skies. Yes, yes, yes. Evolving skies. Okay. Yeah. I've really That's been got enjoying. Some EVs. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that one, so I have one of the trainer See boxes. See, Brandon. That. Yeah. Well, there's a couple. There's also Chilling Rain that has uh, Evolution Secret. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't sure which way we're gonna go. Yeah. I love the, that the Evolving skies. The trainer boxes have the. Uh, on the boxes, they got the evolutions, yeah. yeah. Um, I got one of those, and then I have a celebrations box at work. I oh, those are fun! I love those. <laughs> those are my favorites. Um, have you seen the like mega celebration box? Yeah, it's, it's just... like a hundred dollars, hundred hundred fifty dollars. It's got the uh, golden Charizard and Pikachu yeah. metal cards. Yep. 
Yeah, those things are like 375 bucks now online. Yeah, we've had a couple of them come through at work, and they'll be like damaged boxes, but we'll still oh. sell them for like $200, like open. Yeah. But like everything will be in there, and yeah, I'm like, I, I want this so bad, it's so pretty, <laughs> but it is so expensive. I paid, I think, 275 for the two I bought, and then I opened yeah. them, because I was like, I can't leave them sealed. Yeah, no. I, I want the Charizard and the Pikachus, so I opened them. Yeah. I love that shit, dude. I'm surprised you didn't buy him, Sam, and then open them. Damn, who cares about a damaged box? You just open them anyways. They're, well, they're already opened. They still sell for like $200. Has the there. contents, though? All the contents there? Yeah, yeah. everything's in it. Like I said, I'm surprised you haven't bought any. I, I don't even have one on my desk. You know, God. like, it could be one of those things where I'm hoarding at my desk. I don't have one of those right now. Wow. Right now. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe now I will. I don't know, dude. Brandon, you seem like you got it going on, man. Got a couple safety deposit boxes. You you, you got it figured out. It's a sickness. <laughs> at this point. I honestly should do that because <laughs> there are some times where I'm like, uh, I'm just going to open one pack. I do only open one pack. Whatever That's smart. I, I didn't think of that, dude. Keep your hands off that shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't open them. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't it have helps. Any... It helps. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't have anything small I collect. No, you don't. Fucking cars are stupid. They take up so much space. Insurance. Insurance. Mm-hmm. Maintenance. Gas. All that shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Maintenance is big. I need to figure out something to collect that I don't need to worry about. Mm. What do I like? Do I even like? I don't even know if I like anything. <laughs> Golf balls. Eh. Um. <laughs> I'll lose it, man. <laughs> One day I'll just be like, ah, oh, $100 golf ball? Well, I'll take this bitch out. <laughs> Head yeah. into the woods. Shoot myself. <laughs> Brandon, if you could, uh, if you didn't notice by walking into our house, um, I am a collector of many things. Uh, Legos. I collect nothing. Pokemon cards. Well, see, Sam makes up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're, ba- you're good. You're balanced. Yeah. balanced. Yeah. We're balanced. Um, the books are all mine as well. All the books. Well, the, a lot of the business ones are mine, but Sam buys them for me. Yep. Okay. Sam just buys. Honestly, if it was, what I would do, I would have like, there's like, six business books I really like and I would probably keep those and then everything else after I read I would probably just donate but then like Sam's not like that there are Sam's not like that I hey yeah, she's not like that. hey there are some books I have donated yeah um now oh there that, those ones up there and I now got the mini versions of them because I donated the big ones and then oh yeah because you needed those because you've already read them Dude, it was a really good series. Yeah. Um, but and then this other one at the top, the Cat Who series. I've been donating those as I've been uh, reading them. Oh. Um, which actually now I, Sean, you would like it, but you have so many other books you would read, and also they're really cheap, so we can always buy more. What's up, the Cat Who? Yeah. Hey, why don't you show me, dude? This looks like, dude. These books are like little fucking Bibles. I know, and they highlight... Uh, oh, dude, you could totally pull these out and roll a joint in one. <laughs> I mean, they're I, so cheap, you can just, you know, buy another book. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if those are cheap. The Cat Who ones are cheap. Oh. Those ones are cheap. Brandon, you are just... I got I got all the action. Yeah. The Dog Whisperer. He is. The <laughs> all Dog right. Whisperer over here. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. oh yeah. And big hugs. Mimi's yeah. gonna go... All right, so, do we have anything else today? Anything else we want to talk about? I don't know. Brandon just bought a house. Congratulations, Brandon. Thank you. It's uh, mm, mm. Home buying in this market is uh, treacherous. A joy. Especially in the Nashville area. I can only imagine. Everyone's fleeing there right now. You got the coasts coming in and all the industry popping in. So yeah. it's it's a lot of tsunamis at once. But yeah, we got it done. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to... Uh, what are the other big cities? Mm. Knoxville, and there's another one that we were looking at getting an Airbnb at. Uh, Chattanooga? Yes. Yes. uh, All three of those. Uh, I've been through Knoxville. We went through there. Mm -hmm. Going to a wedding. Um, Never stopped. Been out in the Gatlinburg area, which Mm -hmm. is nice, in the Smokies. Uh, We were looking in the Gatlinburg area. Mm -hmm. I've never spent any time there. Uh, Probably should, but (laughs) uh, I don't... I don't get out much. Sure. I mean, Nashville's so big with so much to do. Yeah. All the surrounding areas. Um, yeah. I probably should sometime. Dude, I do wonder about that, like, an area like Nashville that's big. 
Um, and like when we were in Hawaii, we talked to people in Hawaii, which Hawaii isn't big, right? But they're like, we're like, what do you do for vacations? And they're like, why would we vacation? And I'm like, wow, that's a really good point. They're like, sometimes we go to the mainland to see family, but that's it. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So like like Tennessee, like, why would you like Nashville? Why would you really go many places? Because you have like endless amounts of shit to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could see if you want to like go to the coast or to the mountains, but then you could go to like Gatlinburg for the mountains. Yeah. You know, so like if you want to do skiing, you just go to the Carolinas. Yeah. The mountain pulse again. Right. Mm -hmm. What is that? Like five hours from Nashville? Four hours from Nashville? Four or five hours. It's not bad. That's really not bad. So you could do weekend trip like that all the time. Mm -hmm. If, If that floated your boat but then i suppose to the coast is probably like what seven hours you know oh boy uh to the panhandle to destin i just flew down there sure how'd you fly and that's like a 45 minute flight oh fuck dude. i mean it's just it's ripping a lot of people just drive because it's close but I'm oh like, shit it's that close oh yeah it's, oh it's, wow it's not too bad i suppose because what chicago's like a half hour plane ride for us from uh, here yeah Half hour, maybe forty-five. Wow, I didn't realize. So yeah, you probably went four or five hours. Yeah, somewhere in there, probably. Yeah, because I think I could be totally wrong. Yeah, it's you know, it's like seven. Still, dude, that's like not bad. Yeah, it's still really not bad. I was thinking you would have to like. I didn't even think of going south. I just thought that you'd have to scoot over through South Carolina. Yeah, because we definitely like didn't do it, and we're like, oh, it's like ten hours to the ocean or something. Because yeah, that we were thinking you had to go through the Carolinas. Let's go straight through Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, when you got a fucking pea brain like me, you don't even, (laughs) like, consider the fact that you can just go the shortest route to a place. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And Destin's nice. They got nice beaches. Do they? We were supposed to get married there. Dude. We ain't even getting into that shit. Not even getting into it. I ain't got the fucking mental capacity. I know. You you were supposed to tell that story this weekend. You didn't have to. I know. Avoided it. Yeah. Avoided the mental turmoil. Short story, long story short, Sean planned a whole wedding for us, called to book it, and they said, yeah, there's going to be a million extra charges because you want to have lots of people. And we said, yeah. uh, no. And, and the biggest part that was the issue, the money thing sucked. The second part was, oh yeah, plus it's on private property mm-hmm. surrounded by all other private property and you only get 75 I think it was like 75 feet or 75 yards. Something. Uh-huh. Something. Like that's how much beach you get. If you go like 76 into another person's uh, party or like, sorry, into another person's property on the beach, you're on the fucking beach, but they own the beach apparently. So if you like encroach on somebody else's beach, they can call the cops and have the whole party removed. Jeez. Mm. And I'm like, has that happened before? Well, yeah. Ugh. And I'm like, how do I get it to not to happen? Um, I don't don't cross the line. I said, okay, so if I don't cross the line, how about that? Well, if there's a lot of noise, it's private property around, so they can also kick you out. I'm like, it's a fucking wedding. Of course, there's going to be a shit ton of noise. And um, so I found that out when I had, I didn't have food booked, but I had like a good amount of shit figured out and like ready to start booking them. And, um, and it didn't. Yep. because I didn't want to risk it being shut down. And we could only yeah. have, like, tables and chairs on the beach for two hours. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So you have to, like, set it up, run through the ceremony, pull it off, set it back up for the reception, and then pull them off. And I'm like, dude, I'm be fucking wasted. I'm not going to be able to do shit. Yeah, and I'm not going to make other people do a bunch of shit when they're all going to be wasted. Mm. So we went to Vegas instead and got wasted. Boom. And didn't have to do anything. Nothing. It was so nice. And it was way cheaper by like four times cheaper. Yeah. So I'm about it. It was really nice. So anyhow, that's why I was a little salty. Mm-hmm. But I do want to go to Destin. I bet you'd be a cool place. Yeah. It's one of the top places we want to get a rental. Yeah. Cool. It's a good, good spot for it. Yeah. You were thinking there or like across the, what, there, a little thing is like Fort Walton Beach? Yeah, Fort Walton Beach. Yep. 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 So you're thinking, yeah, somewhere in that area. Fort Walton Beach was a lot more like. It's a lot cheaper. Reasonable price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is so weird because it's, they're right next right to each there. other. I wonder like what the, I don't know if we 
did we end up looking at the vacancy rate there? Uh, it was, I think, the same as like Charleston and. Uh, it was. Yeah. Oh, because that was one of them on our list. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I still like that area. I yeah. Wait, Charleston or Fort Walton Beach? Fort Walton Beach. I like Charleston more than Myrtle Beach, but yes. Charleston's a pretty high price point to enter. Yes. It's your colonial style that you really like, though. Charleston? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I like Charleston a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I might just end up saving up and still going to Charleston and say, fuck Myrtle Beach. I'll save for two more years. Sean. You know I, what I'm saying? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What's two more years? Right. Exactly. Uh, I know what your collection is. Houses. Houses. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense, good babe. Collection. That is... They're bigger than cars. They are bigger than cars. <laughs> you but, can't put them in a safety deposit box, I'm telling you. But you don't have to work on them. Right? Necessarily. Yeah, no, I usually just have... That's what I have property managers for. Exactly. Dude, I tell you what. I've been binging bigger pockets. So what I do is I always listen to Andy Frisella. Um, if, uh, if you haven't listened to Andy Frisella, listen to him. He comes over like an episode a day. I listen to that every single day. So that's... Ritual, you have to listen to Andy Frisella to start the day. Then when I'm caught up on Andy Frisella, which is usually by like 8, 9 a.m., then I have to figure out what else I'm going to spend my time on. So what I usually do is binge listen for a whole week to get caught up on like bigger pockets. Next week will be like Ed Milet, right? Mm -hmm. So this week, it's Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? I just got like six podcasts and I just do this with. So anyways, this week is bigger pockets and I have been binging the shit out of it like i put in i put on the 12 12 to 15 hours of bigger pockets this week sean has been blowing me up with different episodes to listen to right dude now. it's so there's so many good little nuggets in there but what i love 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 is you have big time investors who will point out the positives of things that like, like the DIY shit, right? They'll point out the positives of like being a DIYer um, and doing things on your own. But then they point out the positives of passing it off to someone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, that shit rarely, rarely does the DIY option outweigh the, the passing, passing the buck off and then focusing that time you were DIYing into more like lead gen or project management, or like uh, big picture visionary shit, right? Um, and so it's cool to listen to like the big guys who are proponents of using property management companies. And like even some of those guys are like, yeah, we've built management teams. And then we said, fuck that, we're managing a whole company essentially. Um, and you just get brought into the weeds of that shit every day. So instead, they liquidate the the management team, give it to a management company, and then they just asset manage. And a lot of them don't even asset manage. They hire somebody to asset manage for them so that they can spend more time on their main thing of lead gen or sales or whatever their main business is. So instead of probably having like 10 employees, you only have to have one. Yep. And, they show, and one guy just has an assistant to find all these people. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So he's yeah. just got like one fucking essentially COO of everything. And he's just like, I don't know what they pay him. You know, maybe they pay him, I would imagine, six figures for sure. Right. Yeah. But hey, dude, you now worry about that shit. You just figure out how all that shit works. You keep it going. We'll have meetings about it every week. And then I'm going to just keep getting leads. And uh, it's just fun to listen to, like, all these people who've, you know, people that have hundreds of millions of dollars in, in real estate. And, you know, the people that just have, a multi, like, a few million in real estate and stuff and how they, like, how they grow and how they really figure out what their dollar per hour is worth. Mm -hmm. And they move away from that DIY um, into the things that are, like high dollar per hour it's cool sorry went off on a tangent yeah you did but yeah i love that shit dude love it cool i think that's all i got brandon anything else 
should be good for now. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I learned, learned a few things. Sam, yeah. got anything? No, that was fun. This was, was fun. Beautiful. All right, guys, let us know if you want to be a guest on the podcast. And we'll catch you in the next one. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah.